Welcome back, Inspire Community. I first want to just share a little gratitude. I want to say thank you to the many listeners this past month. I was looking, and this was the largest amount of listeners for the Aspire to Lead podcast. And that just means that you have been sharing the message of Aspire to Lead. And I'm just so appreciative of the new listeners and those who have been listening for a long time. So if you're looking for ways to support the show, obviously continue to share your favorite episodes with your peers on social media, and then of course, providing a rating or review on any of your podcast platforms. So thank you so much. And then I'm also very thankful. This episode is brought to you by Papa Rob's Coffee, the official sponsor of the Spire Delete podcast. I'm currently drinking my second cup of the espresso special blend. However, Rob has a variety of wonderful medium and dark blends available at paparobscoffee.com. So definitely check out his holiday bundles that he's providing this month and sample packs that you can purchase. And make sure that you're not only purchasing for yourself, but you're sharing it during this holiday season. Just a reminder, use Aspire15 for the coupon code and you can get 15% off of your order. I'm so excited to have Tisha Richmond with me this week. She is a district student engagement and professional development specialist. She's also the author of Make Learning Magical. She is phenomenal, and I'm so excited to share this conversation with you. I had an opportunity to meet her at Teach Better 22. Stay with us as she shares about losing joy as a teacher and how she was able to overcome that, creating extreme lesson makeovers, and a little origin story of how she was able to get connected, create a podcast, and write a phenomenal book. Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire to Lead, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua Dub underscore Stamper. Tisha, thank you so much for being on the Aspire to Lead podcast. I am so honored to be here. Thanks so much for having me. And it was an honor to meet you at Teach Better 22. You have actually, I don't know, think I even told you this, but you were on a list of folks when I first started the podcast that I wanted on Aspire to Lead. And so to meet you in person was wonderful, but now to speak with you for the podcast, it is such a, a joy and an honor. And I just appreciate your time so much. Oh, it is an honor to be on here. And it's a bit of bucket list of mine. So I'm so excited that I'm here. And it was so fun to get to meet you in person and so many amazing educators. It was like a family coming together in Ohio. So I was so grateful for that experience this fall. It's true. It was one of those things I was stressing because I wanted to talk with so many folks and I didn't feel like I had enough time. I don't know if you experienced that yourself. Absolutely. No, there were so many amazing people there and time always flies by so fast at those conferences, but such a great venue. So intimate uh, where you felt like you did get to have maybe longer conversations than you do at some of the larger conferences. So I really enjoyed that a lot. Yes, very true. And so Tisha, I got a little chance to meet you and and learn a little bit of your story, but I'd love for my listeners to learn more about your educational leadership journey. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've been in education over 25 years, taught in the culinary arts classroom for about 22, 23, I lose count of exact years, uh, but most of those years was in culinary, some of of it in interior design and loved it, loved being in the classroom, loved teaching kids. I taught all levels ninth through 12th and uh, taught many different levels of culinary uh, within those grades. And it was about five years ago that I jumped into a district role as a tech integration specialist. I did that for about 
four years and then moved into the student engagement and professional development specialist role. And uh, throughout that district journey in leadership, I support 20 schools across the district in that. And I've loved it. It's been such a growth opportunity for me to really zoom out and see how a district operates and to really build relationships uh, with so many different people within the district. I've loved it. And then I had the honor of writing a book back in 2018 called Make Learning Magical. And it's really my manifesto. It's my story of how I was able to transform learning in the classroom and really help create unforgettable experiences for students. And I really wanted to try to help other teachers find the joy in learning for one and teaching and to be able to help them create those unforgettable experiences too. And so that has taken me on so many amazing adventures uh, led to my Make Learning Magical podcast, uh, led to lots of wonderful speaking opportunities. And I've just been so grateful for this journey and to meet incredible educators and leaders like you. It's just been been an amazing, amazing ride. Well, and your ride awesome. continues. I mean, you're not only working in the district, but you're also working with Canva now with yes. education. So I'd love to learn <laughs> a little bit about what you're doing in that space also. Canva for Education is amazing, and I'm so grateful that I began as a Canva learning consultant back in January, and it's almost been a year that I have been working as a consultant, and it is such an incredible team. I love the educators that I work with there. I love the Canva for Education team, and in this role, what I get to do is help support districts in rolling out Canva for Education, so when a district gets rostered on to Canva for education. They connect that district with me and the other amazing Canva learning consultants. And we meet with that district. We help them develop a professional development plan for training. And then we facilitate all that training for the district. And so we are giving training to uh, digital engagement coaches, to communications teams, to teachers all across the board. And it's all free. We're able to provide that service for free. And so it's been just pure joy to get to partner with districts and really being able to leverage camera for education in powerful ways, because it is a tool that I think is phenomenal. I mean, to have this platform that is free, you get all of these premium features for free that is made for education. And um, to get the training that goes along with it is just, it's phenomenal. And I was using Canva back in 2014 was when I started. And that was before Canva for Education was born. It was the Canva that was really primarily made for businesses. And I was using it for all of my social media graphics. I was creating my questions for my Twitter chats. I was creating things for my classroom. And then I brought my culinary arts students into the platform to create uh, menus and recipes and logos for their food trucks that they were creating. And it was so much fun. But at that time, they were using the the free, the business free version, and they didn't have all of the amazing capabilities that Canva for Education provides free of charge. And so now to be able to help support districts and really showing how can we empower students through this amazing platform let them create and collaborate and demonstrate their learning in these phenomenal ways. And so I have so much fun in this role. And this year I am doing kind of a 50-50 split. Canva learning consultant, 50% of my time. And then I'm working in my district role another 50% of the time. And I love it. I love it because 
um, I think both roles were, were made for me. They're, they're so much fun. Yeah, it's wonderful. And you know, you talked about earlier about finding the joy in teaching and how you like working with educators. And one of the benefits of being a part of the Teach Better team is at the conference, I got to go to a bunch of sessions and I actually jumped into yours and the yeah. session was so engaging. The people were laughing and you had dialogue with those who were in attendance. And I loved what you were talking about in regards to your book. So I really want to kind of dive into that piece because I know a lot of people, you know, they're, they're starting to settle down in the school year but they're mm-hmm. still maybe not finding the the great joy that they once had. You know, for those who are listening that maybe are feeling that way, you know, what are some things that they can change in their classroom? And maybe it's something that is within your book to kind of help them rekindle the joy that they once had. Yeah, absolutely. So just to give you a little bit of a backstory, it was back in about 2014 where I was an educator that was burnt out. I was really frustrated. I was just at a space where I just didn't know that I wanted to continue teaching. And I was feeling all these feelings and realizing that I was had lost my joy. And it happened to be the same year that iPads came into my classroom. And uh, it was because of a grant that I received through Carl Perkins and this other grant that I received through CenturyLink. And so I knew that these iPads, I didn't want them to collect dust. They were the only... I was the only classroom in the entire school that had one-to-one devices. And so I was like, I got to figure this out. Like I want them to be a useful tool, but I didn't know how to do it. So I then went on to find professional development to learn how to use these iPads in my classroom. And I went to my first ed tech conference. It was iPad Palooza, Austin, Texas. And I'd never been to an ed tech or innovation conference before. I really hadn't been to many conferences at all because I was a career technical educator. So I was going to baking workshops. I was learning how to make mother sauces. Like these, this other idea of conference wasn't my thing. And so I went and I just was blown away because there was all of these amazing ways that we could make learning come alive. And so that really lit a spark in me. And I wanted to start trying some of these things I was learning about. And so I started learning how I could use these iPads in my classroom. I started figuring out that I could have this workflow that was more efficient than what I'd been doing for a long time. I started realizing there was all of these apps and digital tools out there that I could use in a culinary arts class, a very hands-on class. However, I could still leverage technology in a really powerful way. And then I also learned about gamification and how I could gamify my class. And I loved, I love games. I loved them my entire life. I loved reality game shows, anything that has to do with a game. And so I started uh, figuring out ways that I could layer this gamified idea over my content. Uh, Michael Matera was a huge inspiration to me and really helped me start that journey. And I did. I gamified all of my classes. I had a theme that I layered over my um, regional food class. It was the Great Food Truck Race. My international cuisine class, I uh, called the amazing race. And then I had my culinary one class was master chef. And so I had this theme, I had the storyline and it was gamified from beginning to end. And it really transformed the way that my students were interacting with each other. It was changing the whole atmosphere from one that was engaging, like students were engaged, they were cooking. However, they became really empowered learners that were in it together. They were part of a team and they knew that they relied on each other. And just to see that dynamic shift was really, really powerful. And so um, I 
over the course of time, I was getting the spark for teaching and learning back. And I started really thinking about the keys that unlocked that in my classroom. And what was it? What were the ingredients? What were those keys that really changed the game for me? And that's where I came up with the acronym of MAGICAL. So M is for memorable beginnings. And how can we really create that memorable beginning with our students? Even from the moment we they walk into the class, how are we greeting them? How are we creating that really powerful beginning to our semesters and really getting them hooked from the start? Um, all of those things that really allow us to, to create that magic right from the start authenticity and agency how can we provide our students choice how can we bring our our authentic selves into the classroom and help our students get to know us and then how can we get to know our students and help them get to know each other gamified experiences is my g and that's how can we really create this amazing gamified experience for our students and take all of the things that draw us and hook us into our favorite games or our favorite game shows and bring that into the learning environment and really get our kids excited about learning. I is for innovation. And oh my goodness, so much of my journey has been trying new things, taking those risks, taking those leaps and failing, right? Making lots of mistakes and inviting my students on that learning journey with me. I would tell my students, you know, I'm going to try this new thing. Let's try it together. You know, I kind of have an idea of how it's going to work, but until we try it, I don't really know. And it just freed me up from having to be perfect. I didn't have to have everything tied in this beautiful bow anymore. I could be a little bit messy and it was okay. And so that really changed um, the game for me as well. And then C stands for creativity, curiosity, and collaboration. And so really finding those opportunities for my students to be creative. My students were they were culinary students so they were making food all of the time however they weren't before really bringing their own creativity into it so they might make a pie right or they might make a cake but i started giving them the opportunity to reimagine this cake reimagine the pie think about different ways that they could plate it and maybe give them the opportunity to remake and rework that recipe. So they are bringing in their own ideas. And that totally changed the way that my students interacted in my class and again, owned their learning. And then just that curiosity, how could I get them excited and anticipate what was next and really um, have them question things in a different way than they had before. And then having them work together as a team and collaborate and I think sometimes people think in a gamified structure, oh, it's all about the competition, right? It's not. It's all about the collaboration and how many students were becoming this tight-knit family and they knew that they needed each other and they relied on each other in these in, in the whole journey of, of learning. And that collaboration was so, so powerful. A is for authentic audience. So every single unit in my class, I invited in an authentic audience at the end. And so I would reach out to our school staff. I would reach out to our district office. I would reach out to our community and invite them in to be judges. And so my students would demonstrate their learning in front of this authentic audience of judges. And so then my students had this opportunity to shine in front of teachers that they might have that maybe they don't do so well in their class, but their teachers can see them shine in my class and apply the math and the science and the reading um, all together. 
maybe they're able to shine in front of our community and these community members these food truck owners, these restaurant chefs are able to give this real authentic feedback that's meaningful. And the chef can say, you know what, this is an awesome recipe. Here's a trick that I use in the trade that's going to allow you to be more efficient. Or, oh my goodness, I love this. Maybe you, maybe I'm going to take this tip from you. And so having that dialogue and and learning from each other is is so powerful. And I, I love every time that we had a... Uh, an authentic audience come in. I just, I just loved it so much. I would get cheered up almost every time because these kids continued to up the game. Every time that they were showcasing their learning in front of this authentic audience, they were getting better and better, getting better at articulating their thoughts and ideas and their learning. They were getting more confident and they would project their voices a little bit differently. They would stand a little bit straighter. And so to see that journey as students were becoming more confident as learners was so ama amazing. And then Ella's legacy and how are we leaving legacies um, in this world of education and how can we empower our students to leave their own legacy in this life? And so those really were uh, the keys that transformed my journey. And my journey is not gonna look like somebody else's journey, right? We all, we all have our own magic. We all have our own way of teaching and engaging our students. But I found those keys really were some ingredients that I think you could take and apply to your own experience in education and really create your own magic. There's so much that I love that you just said, like there are so many great pieces in that, especially the connection to the community and the businesses and the mm -hmm. real world experience and the life skills that come with that. I have experienced that myself as an administrator, mm -hmm. seeing other teachers do that. And it's so powerful and the kids just light up like a Christmas tree. It's just brilliant. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I want to talk about the gamification piece because that got me intrigued because I I've talked to staff before within my building and there's this, excitement about it but then also fear because they, mm -hmm. they don't know how it is implemented in their classroom so for those who are thinking about you know jumping into the world of gamification what are some important steps that you found in your journey and maybe it's through failure maybe it's through just important experiences mm -hmm. that you've gone through that are key steps for them to make sure that this is implemented correctly first of all i started small and so I was teaching a number of classes at the time, and I had one class that was a singleton class. I was just teaching one period of that. And so that's where I started. And I didn't start by gamifying the entire semester. I started by gamifying a unit. I'm like, I'm just going to try this out and see if this, this could work. And I did. And I, I kind of thought of a theme um, for this particular unit. And I, I created a storyline. So when I am laying out my framework, and again, huge shout out to Michael Matera, because he really started me on this journey. But when I created that storyline, I thought of what, what's my theme? Who, who are my students going to be in this? And am I going to bring anybody else into it? So I would bring in an authentic audience of judges. Those would be other characters in my game. My students in my amazing race game, they were contestants on this on this game show, right? That's who they became. And then what's the setting? So my setting was we were we were traveling around the world. My classroom became a restaurant in whatever country we were in for that particular unit. And then really thinking about, okay, where's the action gonna take place? What game elements can I bring in? So um, am I going to have 
maybe in um, Amazing Race, I'm going to have some detours. I'm going to have some roadblocks. And what are those going to look like? What are What is a roadblock going to be in my class? What's a detour going to be in my class? Um, how can I maybe rename some of the things that I have done forever and maybe make them more exciting, right? So instead of a, an assignment, it's a quest. Instead of a um, a lab, it's a challenge. Whatever that might look like to just really start um, building my classroom content around the theme that I was putting in motion for that particular semester. But I think it's important to know that I didn't get crazy with adding too many game elements to begin with. I was teaching the same content. I was teaching to the same standards, the same learning targets that I was always teaching to. In many cases, I was still teaching the same recipes and methods. However, I might bring in a few things that would um, change that experience. So an example, my students would, let's say we were making um, chocolate cream pie and they needed to whip cream. Well, in the past, they would make a chocolate cream pie and the recipe would say to make whipped cream and they'd make whipped cream for the chocolate cream pie. But I would start doing things like, we're gonna have a challenge. Let's see who can whip this cream the fastest. I've taught you the technique for whipping cream but if you listen to how I've taught you, you're going to, whoever really has followed that technique correctly, they're going to whip it the fastest because they know all the little tricks to doing that right. And it's so fun to see when you just add that little element of time, it changes the game, right? And you don't do that for everything. But when you have those little moments where you can make it a challenge, students come alive and it changes the energy in the room and they really start, they have to think about it, right? Like, what did she say about whipping cream? Like, how can I whip this fastest? And then they have to work together. And I have the most adorable video. I show it in um, my keynote of these kids all gathered around this metal bowl. And like one's holding it and one's stirring. And then everybody, and then someone's like, says, I'm going in. And so the other guy goes in and he starts whipping. And it's just, the, it's just fun. But they're learning in the process because they're having to critically think about what they're doing. And so those are the little shifts that you can make that don't take a lot to do, but it just you, you're just shifting the way you're thinking and, and you're reframing some of the learning to uh, bring in some of these elements that can hook our kids and, and get them excited. And I will say that once you start gamifying, it's so much fun that you're going to just want to do more and more of it. And I use, I will, I will also say that if you start binge watching reality game shows on television, that's where my inspiration has come. I watch the food network. I watch all of the shows, the voice, the mask singer, um, even Jimmy Fallon, you know, on his show, he has these little games that he does watch all of them and start taking notes and thinking, okay, I'm not going to play that game exactly that way. But there's some elements in that game that I could definitely bring in in teaching my content. And so start binge watching over the holidays, a great time to do that and start taking notes of what you're seeing and start thinking about how you could bring that into your class. And you'll be surprised at how many ideas will come to you. And once you start going, getting into that mindset, you're going to love it. It's so much fun. Yeah. There's a whole game show network. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. 
Yeah, let's talk about your podcast. You brought that up, and you've got like 80 episodes. You've got quite the resource out there. So I would love to learn just about the origin story, why you created the podcast, and then you know, for those who are looking for an, another podcast to jump onto and, and learn from an amazing educator like yourself, like what are they going to get from that content? Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> the funny story about starting my podcast was, gosh, I'm thinking it was about four years ago now. And Adam Welcome, who's an amazing leader, came to town and no one ever comes to Medford, Oregon. Like really, not very many people come here. However, <laughs> Matt Miller and Adam Welcome and Katie Novak have well, there all you go. come to Medford. Those so, are three amazing people. Three amazing people. So Adam Welcome was coming to our area and he was speaking. And so we met uh, really quick before he went on uh, at Starbucks. And he, you know, Adam Welcome is a very much like, he, if anybody's going to get you motivated, Adam will. And so we were talking about it and I was talking about, you know, kind of what direction I was taking and, and some of my endeavors. And we started talking about this podcast thing. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, I'm thinking about doing it. And he's like, you should do it. And he started telling me all the things that I should do to get started. And I downloaded the anchor app. I was going to Portland, Oregon that next weekend to see my daughter. She, she went to college in Portland and um, my husband and I were driving up and I was scrolling through my phone. I was a passenger and I saw the anchor app that Adam had asked me to download. And I'm like, huh, I think I'm going to try this thing. How about, uh, how about we record an episode on our drive? Literally, this is what I did. So we literally, you should listen to the first episode. You're going to get a kick out of it. But I decided to go like, I, if I don't start this thing, I'm not going to start it. So I recorded an episode with my husband as we were driving to Portland. You're hearing semis go by, like talk about messy, you know, fails. It wasn't an epic episode by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm kind of like that. Like I am just going to do it because if I don't do it, I might chicken out. I might not do it at all. And the great thing about that is that I only have room to improve, right? (laughs) If I start in the car on a drive to Portland with traffic (laughs) and all of the noise, like it's only going to get better from there. And um, I think I actually recorded three episodes between going up to Portland and going back. And then I started to just really dial it in. I'm like, okay, like what? What do I need to do? How am I going to edit these these podcast episodes? Uh, how am I going to improve my sound? Okay, I need to actually get a real mic, like all the things. And um, it, it was just a journey. And what I found was it was so much fun to have these conversations with amazing educators and leaders that I really admired. And I might have communicated with them on social media, or maybe I met them at a conference in passing but really never had had a chance to really hear their stories or really have like an authentic dialogue. And I was able to do that. And I learned, I, over the years, I've learned so much from these amazing educators and leaders and, and thought leaders that I have interviewed. And I was interviewing and recording podcasts during COVID and when 2020, you know, that spring of 2020. And I, I captured so many amazing conversations during that time. And I think, wow, like I actually want to go back and just listen because that was such a poignant time. Right. And so to be able to capture these, these amazing ideas and thoughts and perspectives of people from around the world has been really impactful on my journey. And I feel like I'm 
I'm such a better leader educator because of it. I've learned so much about just communication in general. Like I had to become a little bit more articulate in how I was talking and be more thoughtful about how I was listening and processing what other people were saying. And so that was a really uh, an important part of my growth journey as well. And so I've just, I really enjoyed it and I need to get a little bit back on track <laughs> and record <laughs> some more episodes. <laughs> so thanks for lighting the fire under me, Josh. Well, there you go. And so actually I need to make tally marks because I, have had several guests say Adam Welcome was the person that got them started <laughs> on podcasting. So he's got a little legacy I here. I love it. Let's talk about another project you've got going on, which is your Extreme Lesson Makeovers. I'm extremely intrigued about this. So what is that project all about? <laughs> yeah. So um, in my district, I'm a student engagement and PD specialist. And so I'm continuously trying to find ways to help increase student engagement in the classroom, really bring joy into teaching and learning. That really is the heart of my passion is to help teachers find joy in teaching, but helping students find joy in learning. And I think part of that for me is that I struggled as a student. I have a son that really struggled in learning as a student. And so I want to help all students feel successful and find joy in that learning journey because we want our students to leave our systems being lifelong learners and wanting to continue to learn once they leave leave our, our schools. Because I love gamification and I now, you know, have moved into this district role and trying to think about ways that I can take something similar to what I was doing in the classroom and bring it to a district level. And so I proposed this idea of this extreme lesson makeover. And the whole idea, if you've watched the Extreme Home Makeover, remember with Ty Pennington, that was like one of my favorite shows oh, back yeah. in the day. And I think I think they made a comeback, um, a new host. Move but that truck, right? I, move that, yeah, move that bus. <laughs> move the move bus, bus, yes. Exactly, exactly. And so I was thinking about that show and how in that show, they surprised this family, this well-deserving family with this brand new home, right? And they bring in this team of designers to come in, um, interview the family, like figure out what exactly does this family need and how can this, this home be built in a way that meets the needs of all of the people that live in this home. And then they, they work together to make this, create this home and, and, um, and, and give it to the family. And so I thought about that and I'm like, what if we could do this for teachers, right? We have teachers that have had a really rough couple of years, are tired, they're burnt out. They want to be, they want to, um, they want to do all the things, right? However, they're maxed out. And so I thought, well, how if we kind of reframe the way that we look at this and how about we open up this kind of nomination process where you can nominate a teacher for this extreme lesson makeover, you can nominate yourselves too. That is also fine, but you can nominate um, a teacher and then we will review the applications. We put together this extreme design team of coaches within our district. We reviewed the applications and then we went to the teacher's classrooms that of applications we selected and we surprised them with a huge banner and balloons and we're like you won like congratulations you won the extreme lesson makeover and the kids all cheer and then we go through this process of helping them 
reimagine their lessons. And so this design team actually will um, create, we, we set up this dream session. And so when I met with these teachers for the dream session, uh, we sat down and we wanted to dream with them. Like, what are some ways that you could, like, what do you dream for your classroom? And uh, we used what um, I named the engagement compass. And it was inspired by Tara Martin and Ella Ben-Hur created this um, this compass that they, it was called the Real Plus Innovators Compass was what Tara had created. And I had used that compass in, my role as a tech integration specialist before, but I thought, what if I could change it just a little bit and had it more focused on engagement? And so in this dream session, we would go through these four, these uh, four quadrants. And in the center of the quadrant, it, it, the question was, what brings you joy as a teacher? And so we'd ask that question and, and they would share um, and they would have them give them a, a few minutes and they would put it on a post-it note and put it on that compass. And then we asked them, what is your current classroom reality? So what does it sound, look and feel like? And then we would move into how do you know when your students are engaged and connected to learning? And then what are the roadblocks you and your students encounter and what steals your joy? And so we give them a couple minutes to answer each one and then talk, and then we would talk about those uh, four things that we asked. And then we moved into the last quadrant, which was if roadblocks were removed, what does your dream learning environment look, sound and feel like? And so we'd have this conversation and it was amazing how in this conversation we learned so much about this teacher. We learned so much about what brings them joy. We learned so much about what their current reality was. We learned so much about how they view what engagement looks like and how they, they are able to identify students who are connected to their learning in their classrooms and then those, those obstacles that they face and then what, what they're dreaming about. And so that was really kind of that um, foundation of helping them reimagine these lessons. And so then we would um, have them give us some lessons that they just uh, felt like needed some new life and breathed into them. And then the design team met and we would reimagine these lessons for the teacher. And then we uh, sat down, we talked through the lessons with that teacher, and then we facilitated it with them in their classroom. And we, they would be a number of lessons. We kind of took in um, both cases of of um of sessions that we did last year we ended up doing almost a unit with this these two teachers and what was amazing about it is it truly transformed these teachers practice like they it wasn't sure we were we were reimagining these lessons and we were um kind of transforming this one part of their of their content that they teach but that was just the spark that ignited a flame in them where they now have the tools to reimagine other lessons and other units that they were teaching. And it was really, really powerful. And so really excited. We're going to be um, starting that back up at the beginning of this year. And um, in the school that I work specifically at in my district, um, I'm working with one of our elementary schools on student engagement. It's one of their school improvement goals. And um, I have done dream sessions with every single teacher in that school. So same kind of idea, but really helping to get to know those teachers. Uh, in the month of September, I met with every single teacher in that school, had a dream session with them. And now, and we were able to, in that dream session, create an action plan of how 
we were going, I was going to support them in really meeting their goals and really um, achieving kind of that dream learning environment for their students. And that's been amazing just to uh, get to know those teachers and really meet them where they're at and uh, really help them uh, find that joy in the teaching in teaching and really helping their students find that joy in learning. And, and that really is, is my heart for the work that I do. Tisha, that's a brilliant project. I'm so excited that you have that implemented in your district. And I can already tell that it's extremely powerful for those teachers that, you know, get to go through that with you to reimagine their lessons. So that's, that's awesome. And I want to go to a question that I ask all of my guests, which is if there's something Mm -hmm. that they can do tomorrow or next week to enhance your leadership journey, what would you advise them to do? I recommend getting connected. I know that if it wasn't for me becoming connected as an educator, I I just don't know where my journey would have led me. You know, that that year of 2014, when I brought those iPads into my classroom, and I went to that first ed tech conference, that's where I even learned about this thing called the PLN. Like, what was that? I had never heard of that before. But really help developing my professional learning network and getting to know uh, educators around the globe that are doing phenomenal things and realizing that their learning environment might look very different from mine. Like I hand my students chef's knives when I was a culinary arts teacher. There's not many people that maybe can relate to that. Um, and before I got connected, I really didn't think that I could relate to other teachers either. However, I realized, wow, no, I can. Like I can take the things that other people are doing in their classes not going to look exactly the same in my classroom, but I can take that idea and I can make it my own and I can reimagine it for my students. And uh, the growth that happened over this course of time as I have um, collaborated and connected with educators has just truly changed the game for me. And I'm just, I'm so grateful because I'm definitely a better educator because of it. If there's folks out there that want to get connected, but maybe they don't know how, like within your own journey, what were the most impactful ways that you were able to meet new educators? Yeah, well, Twitter's kind of a funny place right now. <laughs> and I will say, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, it, it was yeah. that was it was Twitter. I mean, that was where I got connected. That's where I started hosting uh, Twitter chats. That's where I joined in Twitter chats. And that was really the beginning of, of that journey for me. Uh, and then that's where I was finding these conferences to go to. And that's where um, I was finding the resources. And so for me, it was there, you know, um, now there are so many places that you can get connected. I know there's some people that love Instagram and there's some people that love joining Facebook communities and, um, there are some people that are really taking off on TikTok, and that's their place. And so I think that every one of those places has kind of a different vibe and a feel, and you have to find the one that speaks to you and where you're finding uh, educators that really you can connect with. And I will say it was really important for me from the beginning to be very intentional about who I brought into my network as far as like I wanted to be in a network of educators that were challenging me, inspiring me, that were helping me grow as an educator. And so that was kind of my my intention as I was building that professional learning network that I really want to build a network of people where I I can grow, that I, I can feel like I am um, becoming a better educator because of it, of them. 
I, I don't think there's a wrong or right way. I mean, that was my way. And yeah. I, and again, Twitter is funny right now. So I don't know. Um, it, it's not, it, like change, right? Like yeah. over time, spaces change, things change and, and we all evolve. I mean, once upon a time, there was uh, MySpace. So, I mean, you just never know right. <laughs> <laughs> what the new avenue will be for, for educators. But, you know, you talked about being connected and building your PLN. I would love for everyone that's listening to connect with you. So how can they do that on social media? Absolutely. So I would love to connect with you on social media. And I am at Tish Rich, T-I-S-H-R-I-C-H on Twitter. I am at Tish Richmond on Instagram. You can find me at Tisha Norton Richmond on Facebook. I am Tisha Richmond on LinkedIn. And you can search all of the podcast platforms for my Make Learning Magical podcast. And I also have a website, tisharichmond.com, where you can find me as well. And of course, as usual, I'll have all of those links in the show notes. So it'll be super easy for you to find our website, all of the social media applications, and then, of course, Tisha's podcast too, which... I know I'm going to be listing the first episode as soon as I get off of this, <laughs> this interview here. Tisha, you are amazing, really. It was such a joy to meet you in person, to see your session. Just the joy and energy that you bring to a space is phenomenal. And I am just, again, so honored to speak with you this evening. And thank you for just sharing your wisdom and experience with so many aspiring and current leaders. Uh, thank you so much, Josh. It's been a joy to be on your show. Thank you. 